Hello and welcome to Wrestle Opinionated. This is our weekly show all about the shows of AEW. We are your hosts. I am Morg and this is... One take, I'm busy, Matt Strange. And this is... Hey, hey, people, it's Muir. <laughs> um, so I'm looking at my um, thing at the minute on the mic and it's possible that I might be quite quiet this week. For some reason, there appears to be. I'm in charge now. Let's do so, this. Yeah. Sh- <laughs> leg. Because I'm watching right, the next... levels on the recording. Next week we're doing it. Um, Mule will be the person who uh, keeps us on structure. There we no. go. There's a challenge. We'll reverse <laughs> roles. I'm the most unstructured man ever. <laughs> Alright, fun then, won't it? Um, how are you guys anyway? BTE, oh. it was good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy some structure. <laughs> right, anyway. Uh, I'm good. It's Beastmen tomorrow. I'm excited. No, I'm it's Beastmen on Wednesday, mate. Wednesday. Shit, it's oh today's Monday. I should know that. That's the day we podcast on. Beastmen appear. Ah! I'm I'm excited about Total War still, Morg. That's how I am and sleepy. <laughs> Right, so this might be the first time you've listened to our podcast, and as such, you would need to know that we have a tier list, which is how we get our overall scores for BTE, the individual matches of Dynamite, and Dynamite itself. We are still not reviewing Dark, because it has not gone back to being good yet. There's um, too much. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Strange. Tears! Hooray! You all know a good tier list. We see them all over the internet now. They're a YouTube fad, and that's why we do one as well. Being a podcast that also plays on YouTube, obeying the conventions. We work up through letters. We don't start any lower than a D. A D is our lowest rank match. It's a shitty match. Maybe it was a poor short squash match. Maybe it had no plot. Maybe it was botrific. Maybe it was an overbooked clusterfuck of a gimmick match. That's a what D. Surely, we, Matt, surely. <laughs> we won't need that today, surely. From there, we rock up to what we uh, what we like, a C. C is a good match. That means the wrestling is good enough. The story is good enough. We care why they're in the ring. We can watch it. We're not expecting our minds to be blown, but we've had a good time. C rank match. Good. Rock up to a B from there. Match plus one. B's just got that tighter match, that story you're more engaged with. Everything in the ring is cooler, crisper. It's it's better than a good match. It's a woo match. B, match plus one. Regular top of the scale is A. A is a really, really good match or a really, really good section. We want really good story in there. We want really good wrestling. We want some stuff that breaks expectations, mixes it up a bit. You know, a proper bit of entertainment. Probably your best of the week. That's what we want from an A-rank match. And the top of the tree is the legendary S-rank match. S-rank matches are the things that only come around now and then. Ends of great storylines. Beginnings of great storylines. Brilliant stuff in the ring. Paradigm-breaking moments that shock and amaze you. Undead wizards versus biker gangs. Ninjas versus luchadors. Fucking Vince McMahon being the secret leader of an evil organization. S-rank moments. Stay with us, and they get memed about for ages. Good or bad, I suppose. So that's it. D, shitty. C, good. B, very good. A, awesome. S, rare magical moment. Boom. Awesome. So, uh, going to do a combination today. We're going to roll our news and our social media in together, because Mr. Strange has something um, interrelated, something that happened this week. Slight spoiler for 
later on, but... Yep. Over to you, <laughs> Mr. Strange. So, I don't have the man's complete name because I don't believe in uh, giving him fame on Twitter. But the man who uh, jumps the ring in this episode, Fat Paul or something like that, went to Twitter afterwards. He also has a wrestling podcast, would you believe? To go, yeah, Jericho punches like a pussy. Uh, aren't I cool, Jim Cornette? And pretty much every... Firstly, he went to Jim Cornette going, yeah, I punch those wrestlers you don't like. What do you think, Jim Cornette? And Jim Cornette basically went, hey, fucking dare you get in the wrestling ring, you piece of shit. Which is brilliant. Because Jim Cornette, obviously the voice of anti-vanilla midget flippy shit and gimmick matches normally, uh, still respects the industry. So uh, Jericho called him out. The <laughs> well, It all comes down to one big thing, the best bit of the footage, which is this guy going on about how badass he is, about how MJF pissed himself, about how Jericho punches really soft. But the complete footage from a fan shows that he was pulled out of the ring by Justin Roberts. Justin gets hold of his legs, whooshes them out from under him. He hits the deck and slides him out. So this this badass man who tried to impress Cornette and is talking about how hard he is was not only just fucking shamed by Cornette, he was pulled out of the ring by the fucking ring announcer. Not even one of the wrestlers. Do you also know that I'm king of the ninjas as well, mate? I'm dead hard. You are dead. Any but fuck it. I could fight a wrestler. I'm yes, well. Mate. No, no, you couldn't, mate. That that like that. Some of them might seem a bit chubby. Some of them might be a bit short. But look at them. Know, Anybody mate. who says I can beat them in a fight, you can't do a moonsault. I just don't listen to. That's my go-to on <laughs> physical condition. I can't do a moonsault, and I'm a. I've been in fights. I wouldn't fight a wrestler because I can't do a moonsault. But there we go, social media and news all in one. Uh, Ring Jumper got fucking owned by the person he wanted to impress. And just shit on by everybody, basically. Good times. Excellent. Just tell him to fuck himself. I I have just fixed the mic problem. Um, I found out that um, for some reason uh, it was pulling from uh, my webcam and not my headset. So probably the beginning of this, I'm really muffled and horribly quiet. Oh, so production values of AEW. Yeah. <laughs> We've got our subject. <laughs> um, so, uh, with news and social media out of the way, we're going to move straight in to our reviews. And we open, as we do every week, with BTE or Being the Elite. Mr. Muir. Right, so, starting on BTE, my favourite character in all of wrestling, Peter Avalon, is looking sad at the bar. And then he sees that Lever Bates comes in, so he rips off his shirt for no apparent reason. I'm guessing to get rid of his wingman look, but, you know, it doesn't really make it any better. Uh, they have an awkward chat where the um, barmaid is just cringing at them the whole time, where they're talking about the catch in the rye book he gave to her like a month ago. And then Reynolds swoops in and takes her away, and Avalon walks away dejected, which is perfect, and I enjoyed this love Avalon. Uh, I haven't actually watched this, so I can't cheer uh, along. I, I must have watched a wrong BTE. <laughs> so... Well, I've watched the wrong BTE. Keep going. No, 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 you haven't watched the wrong BTE, Muir. You, you are oh, correct. Fantastic. <laughs> then we had Buck's highlights that went on for literally forever. They must have gone on for like five or six minutes of their match. Yay. Yeah. Uh, then we get a picture of Peter Av- and then we get Lever and Reynolds chatting happily inside while it's raining outside. Then you get dejected Peter Avalon <laughs> looking sad at them. Which God, is I love him. 
beautiful. I love Peter Alvalon, and they should let him do more shit. He did not go up the card, don't get me wrong. They just should include him more, because I think he's fantastic. He was so good in this seg- this segment. This segment was really good. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. I thought this was just really funny and well done. And yeah. it, it was good. Funny, but funny and sad at the same time. Then we moved on to the Elite. Uh, Anderson goes on about they should just cheat more because they've just come off the, their first loss in ages. Gallows goes on about how it shouldn't be the cheating that they just need to kiss more because they're obviously not <laughs> obviously. doing that enough. Uh, <laughs> then they work out that it was the stupid mustaches that caused them to lose. And <laughs> I liked, uh, I think it was Kenny going on about how they look like cool, tough guys with the, with the mustaches, <laughs> which made me laugh. Uh, and that was the end of it being really good for me because then it moved on to a long segment of Ryzen taking confessions from the Varsity Blondes on how they don't like each other, which was just super slow. Yeah. Uh, the volume was a bit shitty on this as well, so we, we missed a yeah. lot of the jokes, so I can't give any it wasn't major good. feedback. Don't worry. Uh, no, then we watch if owners more. Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> Then we moved on to the last bit was just the Dark Order getting kicked off BTE because they were getting over too much and the box didn't like it. And then at the end of that, which is the most, the best part of all of that, was Hangman just walking in to go back to see his mates and then just the little stare off he had with the box before it ended. Oh, yeah. Which was good. So, so, watch it for Avalon I, and the I, last segment. I, I would yeah. say that the highlights on the last one was um, Negative One having his ears covered when they were saying anything rude at the beginning was quite amusing. <laughs> and um, them going on about, no, 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 just go off to BTE Dark, you know, Sammy's vlog. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> it was solid. I gave it a B. I really enjoyed the Avalon story because I think Peter Avalon is one of the better workers in the business. I think you can He's get anything wonderful. over. I really enjoy He's him. So yeah. Hilarious. Uh, other than that, it was a solid-ish one, but I give it a B because of Peter Avalon in the rain. <laughs> Plus Skippable with great highlights. Rain. Yeah. So from there, we move on to Dynamite. Oh we move on to Road oh Rager. God. Oh no. I forgot it had a meme name. Yep. I have a meme <laughs> story. Road Rager. Uh, JR Excalibur Shivoni on commentary, oh, and we open with Cody with Arn Anderson versus QT with Aaron Solo and Nick Comorato in a South Beach strap match. Cody wins by touching all four turnbuckles after hitting three crossroads. Um, what did you guys think of the match? What score did you give it? Whoa, 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 right. whoa. Anybody got anything positive to say about this? One sec, let me go through my notes. Um, no, carry on, Strange. Uh, no one has anything uh, positive. Cool. Okay. Uh, I, I was most amused by the start that QT didn't get an entrance, which no. is fucking hilarious for me. The feud and the man doesn't even get a fucking entrance. Top keck. There um, were a good few pulls where there was too much slack on the rope, like to a noticeable degree. Dustin came out. I forget why Dustin came out. Beat off you- Nick Morato. Justin beat off Nick Comorato. No, no, it was, Aaron, it was Aaron Solo and then Nick Comorato chased him. 
Oh, okay, sorry, whatever. <laughs> uh, there were multiple times in this match where I thought both people could have already won. Um, there were some awkward, weird slams with the strap. Uh, uh, the lights went out. I thought it was a production error. More on that later. One of QT's best move is the backbreaker flatliner, and Cody took that wrong. It was slow. It was bored. I've seen the worst attempt to wrap up a man with anything I've ever seen. <laughs> and I've got seven brothers and sisters, all, well, mostly younger than me. So you've wrapped up a few kids, that's what you're saying. But I've watched kids try to tie each other up, and yeah. as a as a loyal and good big brother, I made my uh, siblings strong through bullying. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Cody had a comeback, and then he won. Uh, I hate the gimmick. The strap didn't make anything look cooler. It's the same match, and the nightmare, the the, the non nightmare factory lost again. Yep, it it, it was lame. Uh, he he never loses. He's like an eighties cartoon hero. Just fights any villain who shows up, and it was terrible. I gave it a D. Oh. No, because I don't want to talk about this. I'm giving it a day. Uh, so, <laughs> right, Cody obviously knows he looks like Homelander from the boys, right? It, this me. can't go past, right? Someone's got to have told him, or he's got to have planned this. Correct? Everyone agrees right. with that, right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. So, is he playing the Homelander gimmick of? I think I'm a hero, but I'm, all, but I'm actually a sociopath, you know, monster. Is that what he's going for? See, I wondered whether QT not getting an entrance was actually preset to set up for QT to complain. I don't even get an entrance at yeah, the yeah, beginning. Yeah. I, I wondered at that because I nearly wrote it down as no entrance QT on my, um, my, my thing. Are they trying to play off that Cody's actually the bad guy? Are in the they story? turning the whole of the elite? Like, but Cody hasn't interacted with the elite for decades. You know? Yeah. Um, but... That's my question on it. Is it like. But why wouldn't you make the factory more sympathetic if you're trying to do that? You know? I don't know what they're trying to do. I think they're trying to blur the lines of grey between heel and face, and it's just not working at all. Because they're also playing into USA great and shit like that, you know, from the 80s. So you're trying to make it very simplistic, but you're also trying to make it complex, which I don't think is working at all for them. If I'm putting on my, like, movie brain. Yeah. I don't know. It's just not very good and it's um, shit. Storyline is less consistent than Black Widow. The, 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 raptor, <laughs> the raptor feels that actually the reason why he was wearing the jacket was because Brandon Cutler's wife had told him he had to wear it more than just once. That was her theory. I mean, that is fair. It is a very pretty jacket, but as soon as you see him wearing that, it's like, oh, it's Homelander, you know? <laughs> but, okay, that's my feelings on it. So... Did you add Morg? No, I mean, uh, it was all right. I don't like strap matches. So I gave it a C because I don't like strap matches and just assumed I hated it because no, it was a wrong. strap match, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> it's a gimmick match. Yeah, I don't like... Yeah, I don't like the touch of the four corners. I've never liked it. I'm not a big fan of gimmick matches. If it's not TLC or Hell in a Cell or War Games, 
I'm not very sold on it generally as a gimmick match. You're not down with any gimmick that's, you know, ye oldy timey gimmick. But there's a reason those other gimmicks have stayed around while stuff like strap matches has died because it's not fun. You know? Can it be Nick Comarotto on a poll next week? Oh, I can't <laughs> watch it. <laughs> Person who, person who wins, Cody oh. gets to keep him. Oh. <laughs> we haven't had a thing on a poll for ages. Right, moving on. Sean Spears promo. Uh, thoughts? Scores? The best arrival of a chair I've ever seen in a promo. I actually laughed out loud for quite a while. It properly spanged into his face from nowhere. Eh? Uh, those are my thoughts. It was fun. I enjoyed this. I'm liking that it's going to be Cody versus... I'm um, not Cody, bloody hell. Sean Spears versus... Uh, Sammy, which I think will be a good gimmick match, a good gimmick between them. Jesus, I, I, I think it's the right, oh, they've, they've got all the right people from the two factions fighting each other, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do think that they need to actually keep Conan around. He doesn't need to necessarily do anything because obviously the inner circle don't need a manager, but I think they just need to keep Conan around just because it just makes the two teams exactly even. Yeah, yeah, it's the yeah, mirrored, yeah. Uh, and I don't have mirrored a problem. Different sides. Yeah, I, I just like that. That it, it, yeah. it, 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 it like my brain likes that. Right. Following on from that, Kenny and Don Callis in-ring interview. Dark Order interrupt. Elite beat down on Dark Order. Hangman for the save. Thoughts and scores. It's Bangkok, baby. <laughs> my sides, my uh, fucking sides. When he did that, um, Callis. Callis is great. And yeah. Callis did a great build-up on everybody's Kenny's beaten. He didn't actually shit down on them. He said he was good. Uh, I love Uno um, and his weird sort of bendy villaininess. And he's really upped his game on the mic. He's, he, he, he did not feel awkward or out of place at all. Nope. Obviously, it's Bangkok, baby. Just fucking wrecked me. Kenny's face when, when Hangman's right. uh, music hit. Uh, what was Hangman on Hangman's top? I've written down it was great, but... He had a ridiculous cowboy top. Oh, on. that's right, yeah. His purple fucking thing. Yeah. Hangman had fucking brilliant facial expressions through this. He he always tells a story with his face, and he's great because of it. Uh, good stuff. I gave it an A. Uh, I still think this is too early, but I really enjoyed it. It was funny. Uh, I love the you got fired chance for Don, and then he's <laughs> saying that all great men are fired not resigning which i yeah. thought was quite funny you know it's heel gimmick great uh it's bangkok baby would just fucking ruined me because i'm a <laughs> child and uh, yeah it was good i gave it a high b slash a uh yeah i really enjoyed this when hangman so this is one of the two things i had ruined for me because of the internet fuck you what culture <laughs> normally i would be singing your praises is a great channel to watch but fuck you and your spoilers because you spoiled two things for me this week um though it might have actually been aw themselves that spoiled the, the hangman and Kenny in the ring um, themselves, yeah. i'm gonna have to make a new youtube account that i don't watch any wrestling on um yeah i really enjoyed this obviously big pop for when you had the baby face come out and hangman came out to face kenny I don't like the idea of them facing off at Fighter Fest unless we're going to go down a real low, slow burn where Hangman gets beaten by Kenny but keeps being the number one contender, not being beaten by anyone else. So he keeps, yeah, so he's work. still there. So we can still have Hangman having his 
I wasn't ready and the Dark Order to rebuild him up. So we'll see what happens with that. I really wanted Pinnacle versus Elite with... Sorry, not Pinnacle. Um, Inner Circle versus Elite with Inner Circle as the faces. Elite as the heels this time for a little bit. But we'll see what happens. So moving on from there, we have a JR sit-down interview with Darby Allen and Ethan Page. Thoughts? I just wrote down JR and the kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good. There was... There's a real feeling of anger between them and actual explaining of their rivalry, which has been shouted about but not actually gone through. Good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Solid, see? Yeah. That's interesting. I gave this a B. I thought this was really good. I really enjoyed this as a a telling of the story. The anger, the passion in both of them. The feeling you get that they must actually get on one way or another with Ethan yeah, Page obviously. having had many years and going, yeah, I drew you up and made you. Yeah, you draw someone up and made someone who you think is worthy. That is a known yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Um, yeah, but I enjoyed that. Right. Following on from that, uh, the pinnacle, which was FTR and Wardlow with Tully versus Inner Circle, which was proud and powerful um, and Jake Hager with Conan. Uh, pinnacle win when Wardlow pins Hager. Uh, thoughts and scores. I think I wanted more from this. Like, I can't say it was bad. I enjoyed it. We had a great start with Santana and Bald FTR. And Santana and Ortiz both look in fucking shape. Like, you couldn't see a lot of Ortiz. Uh, but he's he's obviously been working a lot more. There was a fucking great uh, cash, black-haired one. Catch of Ortiz into a slam. Oh, Ortiz was brilliant through it. Hager got a great hot tag. And it went a bit weird in picture and picture in a couple of weird moments. They came back all right, and it was solid and good. A weird end out of nowhere. I was, I was all like, oh, it's over. Uh, I gave it a C. I had a good time, but I think I was hoping for a lot more out of it. Sadly, like a lot of wrestling, the break really killed this for me. I thought it was real smooth at the start. I really like this trios for the inner circle. I think it really helps Hager. Uh, so much sure about it for the inner circle um, for the pinnacle. I don't think Warlow needs somebody, but it does mean that somebody can be pinned for Warlow to keep him strong. But yeah, it was solid. Uh, I liked the hoss off. Uh, it had an okay ending, and I gave it a low B. But Ooh. yeah. Uh, high C. Um, yeah, quite enjoyed yeah. it. It was fairly good. Um, I think I suffered from the same things you guys said, where it was a bit up and down. Uh, really enjoyed, really enjoying Hager. Yeah, yeah he's really yet, coming back. Yet again, AEW does it. Someone I, 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 but I've always seen potential in him, and I've never seen anyone actually capitalise on it. And I'm starting to feel that AEW have worked out how you book Jake Hager. Yeah, I, I did come in negatively after he ruined Luther Underground. Yeah, and I think they didn't. Strong. They did. Yeah, they didn't know how to book him. Dub Z never knew how to book him, and I think AEW've got it right. Give him a stable to talk for him. Give him. A, they all give yeah. him the present. He, he's good in the ring. He just needs presence, which he. I mean, he's a not. I'm sure he, he, he's, he's got physical. He's got physical presence. That's what I mean. That. But being a bit goofy in the background really helped him when they were heels. But not being yeah, a serious he, heel helped him for me. When he was just a bit of a goof, I enjoy it. Yeah. And now I'm quite enjoying him as a badass baby face. So yeah, it's working. So following on from that, we had a good brothers promo. 
Uh, I fucking love this. This was a proper NJPW promo for an NJPW match. And I've liked every time AEW have done these because they get the characters over. They give a brief explanation of everything. They do it really tightly. Uh, and them just say, we're going to do our favourite thing. Booting up John Moxley. Properly broke me. Uh, I loved it. Realistically, I'd like to give it an A, but I think it's a B because it's just really tight and well done. But I love these crossover promos they do. I think they're brilliant. I really liked it because I thought it elevated Anderson really well. Because the thing about Anderson, he's sort of been in the background and everyone's not remembering like who he is, you know. But this actually did really well at reconnecting that he is the machine gun. You've got to fear him and he's going to take that title next week. Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. It got it got the message over. Um, the only thing the only thing that the Raptor kept commenting on, and I thought was fair, was the fact of that was a short paternity leave. Mox. Yeah, fair. <laughs> he's got to, he's got to lose that title, mate. Yeah, he's had it for like three years. I think he's coming back for a one-off just to give that belt up and then going off. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Uh, oh, so you, expects so, so you to wrestle. So you you think that he's um, gonna lose? I would expect so. I think they've got to get the belt back active because that and belt's been dead for a year. Those two have a lot bigger reputation in NJPW than Mox does. Oh God, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's hugely fair. so. Um, following on from that, um, MJF and Jericho in ring face off with the aforementioned fan running. We don't need to talk about that. Um, what did you think of MJF's stipulations for Jericho? Was it he just really... has to fight them all in one night? No, he has to fight all of the inner circle. Yeah. After another. But it, well, he says he's going to have to face four people, but they want you to think it's the pinnacle, but it's going yeah, to be the be inner anyone. circle. Yeah, I think that's um... a good call. Oh, that's quite clever. I quite like it. Um, well, we start with it. Uh, I like the fact Jericho referenced the ring uh, invader when he was like, it's I should have let that boy beat shit out of you. That's good promo work. Uh, I'll do anything, even have sex with your mother. Again. Again. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. My my 12-year-old in my heart looked up from ha- Harry Cheshire High School and was like, yo, that's dope. Um... Yeah, it's all right. Uh, the Judas effect at the bat at the end was fucking awful, sadly. Yeah, well, you can't have it all, can you? I'm down with the trolls of uh, Jericho. It sounds religious, which is how you build your best stuff in wrestling. Yeah, wicked, good stuff. Yeah, solid. I enjoyed this. Yeah, it, it was it, it was all right. Yeah. Um, moving on from there, Britt Baker backstage interview. A lot of interviews and in, in ring segments. Um. Britt Baker, backstage interview. Any thoughts? God, she's fucking great. Senior citizen Vicky Guerrero. All of it flowing natural. She made a Saudi reference. I literally went, fuck, at my TV. Loved it. Gave it a B. More of it. Her little moments are always, yeah, really good. I like Britt. She's like girl MJF. Woman MJF. Sorry. Uh, Yeah, she's solid. Glad Rebels. Okay-ish, you know. So that's nice. And yeah, she was real good. Made me enjoy it. I gave it a B. Uh, what me and the Raptor liked about this or, or noticed about this was it wasn't really a he- I'm not saying it was a face promo, but it wasn't a heel promo. It was just a solid promo. 
which could be yeah. because the person that she's facing, it's very difficult to go. You can't heal up against Nyla because you just suddenly destroy all of her mystique. Yeah. Um, but obviously your Brit and turning face, you know, turning face, definitely not yet. Even with the crowd chanting DMD yeah. with you. She needs um, to stay healed. She needs to stay healed. Yeah. Um, so moving on from there, we had Matt Seidel versus Andrade with Vicky Guerrero. Andrade wins with the Hammerlock DDT, which I believe he is calling El Idolo. Yeah, he is. Um, what did you guys think of the match? What score did you give it? I really wanted this to be a lot better than it was. Um, we did get a blessed school mask entrance for Andrade, flashing back to the old days, and he's looking in great shape. He looks fucking wicked. Nice. He did, yeah. yeah um, that twisting brain buster he did looks like the most painful move I've seen a human do. Like, I was honestly worried for Matt Seidel. And we do get some cool stuff in it. We've got Andrade does his moonsault into land into moonsault, which is always a great spot. Um... Andrade doing the three amigos for Eddie was re- really nice. You know, he's linked with uh, Vicky now and stuff like that. Can I just, just can be... I just cut across on that one? I liked the fact he didn't do the three amigos. He did the two amigos and then stopped yeah. and didn't do the third uh, one. But yeah, a lot of cool stuff in this, but it was just a bit off in chemistry. Like they didn't seem to quite connect or I don't know, just something was weird about it. And it was slow in the break again. Once again, more good stuff. Seidel's got some fucking great kicks. He looks great. And the Seidel sell on the lariat that he took was amazing. We had some brilliant buckle throws and it picked up for the ending. I don't think El Idolo is a good finisher. I don't think it looks good. Uh, I'm sorry. So overall, it was it had good stuff. I enjoyed it. We've got the bit of the base story and some things. Uh, but I can't really give it higher than a C, just because, I don't know, something about it just seemed with me. I think uh, Matt Seidel looked better in this match. Yeah. yeah. I really thought it was a bit off. Like, I really enjoyed some of the moves, and I do like him, but uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I gave it a C myself, sadly. It wasn't great. Yeah, I, I was exactly the same. I was a bit like, oh, I, I expected this to be really good. I've, I've enjoyed Andrade's work that I've seen before. Obviously, I know him from NXT when he's had a couple of absolutely corking feuds uh, before we moved to the main roster and they did fuck all with him. Um, but, you know, that's that's what happens if you're really good on NXT. Um, yeah, and it, it was all right. Yeah, it was fine. It, it was, yeah. a ma- you know, I say it was a match and that sounds like I'm being harsh, but I'm not. It, it was a match. It was it was a wrestling match that had a reason for it, kind of um, had cool stuff. Yeah, I think I I think one of the things that hurt was the fact that the other thing I'd got spoiled for um, I thought was going to happen here. We will get on to uh, that. In a- yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of one of those two great feuds that I was talking about was with that other person. So, moving on from there. Uh, Matt Hardy and Christian Cage promo package. Yeah, fine. Good build. Cage insults people well. All right. Solid. Next. Anything to add, Mr. Muir? No. Yeah. Not really. I thought it was was all right. Right. (laughs) 
Then we had an Arn Anderson in-ring interview. The oh, lights oh. went out. <laughs> I was very pleased about that. And Alistair Black, now known as Malachi Black, formerly Tommy End, debuts in AEW, kicking Arn, uh, and then kicking Cody with his um, Black Mask kick. I don't know what he's going to call wait. it now. I can't wait for Cody to be better at kicking than him. Right, okay, shall I, shall I start ripping? Um, yep. All right, I, I messaged people about this afterwards, and I don't think there are many other wrestlers that I think properly belong in AEW more than... <laughs> this boy is a tattooed Danish or something, I believe. Dutch. Gimmicked, Dutch, yeah. Dutch, gimmicked, kicky, flippy man with a great following. He, he screams indie energy. You know, you see him. He fucking comes out. JR's like, oh, Tommy End or whatever he's going to be called. Brilliant. Brilliant. And he can enter. Why does he have to join in and enter a feud with fucking Cody? You can give him any. Stop feuding with people, Cody. Look at the start. We were like, oh, new heel gets to fight Cody. Cody makes him look great. Good stuff. That that was. We enjoyed that for like the first few months of the company. It's two years later. He could have been anywhere. You could have put him with a bad and under a pop out thing. That would have been fucking cool. He could have showed up to make the Dark Order heels again, so you could have a split there. That could have been cool. No. You've got a thousand other wrestlers because you continuously bring in yeah, more. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, you know, even I was starting to get a bit like, maybe we should stop taking people who are fired from WWE. The roster's got bloat. But I'd have forgiven it for uh, Tommy End, Malachi Black. I'd have forgiven it because he honestly seems like he should be there. It's got to be fucking Cody, hasn't it? It's just got to be. Ah! Otherwise, I'm excited to see him in the show, but I thought the segment was terrible. <laughs> the segment was awful. I like that he's got the fucked up eye that Buddy Murphy gave to him, if I remember correctly. Because he's obviously leading into that story when Buddy Murphy joins as well. Uh, yeah, it's good. I enjoy... Ask the Black, Tommy Ann, but yeah, Cody. Fuck off, Cody. <laughs> so the Raptor was very sad because he debuted, as I'd hyped this up, that, that something was happening, it was awesome, and we had to watch it. And I was really hoping it would be Andrade shooting his mouth off. Or even better than that, what would have been better than not blowing the hangman storyline i don't care if he'd lost to kenny because he's only just come in you'd have made a main eventer if he had gone kenny and don had done there ah oh, there's nobody left and the lights had gone out the lights had come yeah. up and he kicked don Callis's head off the pop would have been fucking huge alistair black is an awesome fucking dark baby face really fucking good um undertaker style baby face um, Actually, with you, that would have been a better moment, and, and then the yeah, and you story. and yeah, delayed the hangman. Sorry, Kenny. Then you could have also run into. You could have put Alistair Black fiddling around with the Dark Order a bit, um, but doing the sort of the darker side of the Dark Order. Maybe him even 
slow burn him into a heel or for him to replace Hangman as the leader when Hangman goes off to become world champion because he would have been a good person to sort of yeah Yeah. it's Cody Cody's going to fucking beat him you're going to bring in a brand new person and Cody's going to beat him I tell you what you better just kick Cody's head off if he does uh, we have had things we have had our expectations blown before and I think we're fucking due one so if he does will come back and give this a higher rank yeah yeah i want it well I've, it, it gets a plus one lights out from me uh, that's... I'll, I'll that <laughs> yeah it does get a plus one lights out right following on from that there was i know was this from dark or something a ricky starks in ring promo that seemed really messy and confusing Apparently so, but he uh, he made a comment about Melissa Santos, so maybe she'll show up and she's pleasing to the eye, so it's nice. Is <laughs> <laughs> that all it takes these days? <laughs> I've, not, I've not seen Melissa since Lucha Underground. It's, it's, t- it's time for her to show up. The 559 again. Yeah, that's, oh, that's, that's all I want. I want her to turn up to be... Um... Uh, Cage's, Cage's Cage's announcer, and just yeah. to do the old five five five, because she and she will put that that that'll be the feud five nine five five nine. Sorry, yeah, but that'll be the feud. Justin Roberts versus Melissa Sanchez. I take because, that because I'll take, those I'll take a two. Are, I, I I think those two are the best ring announcers out there. I'd love to see a little silly um, ring yeah. announcer feud. Yeah, with the sure. two really good ring announcers, just just trying to outdo each other with their intros, I think that'd be awesome. But sadly, Otherwise, the segment was not good. Yeah, it, it was all right. Yeah, it, was, it it wasn't the team Taz soap opera. No, no, good point. Anyway, right, let's move on. Moving well, on from there, we had a mixed tag team match with Bunny and the Blade versus Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander. Statlander wins, beating the Bunny with the Big Bang Theory. What did you guys think of the match and what score did you give it? I've got very, very small notes on this match. Uh, solid start. Otherwise, it was fine. Bunny and Statlander are actually gaining chemistry together. I criticised that last time they were in, but they are getting more comfortable, which they would. Uh, we get some little teases of possible intergender out of nowhere. That was nice. Quite like that. And the end seemed a bit of a weird pop out of nowhere for me. But yeah, it's all right. It was a it was a morgue sound bite from me. It's all right. There we go. Also a morgue sound bite from me. I like the area 451 splash. That made me laugh. It's a good name for her. Uh, other than that, yeah, it was just generic sort of indie shitter match. You know, not like that's a bad thing, but was, you know, it was, it was a solid C. Yeah, yeah, solid C for me. Also, um, I liked a couple of little things. I liked the brass. I did like the um, the brass knucks and Statlander spotting it and doing the tag. That yeah, I that, that, really that yeah. I really did like. Like, oh, oh, this is always good. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, baby faces that aren't fucking dumbasses. Um, so following on from that, we get a very quick Jungle Boy gets awarded for his 50 wins trophy. I don't think there's anything we can say about this because it was literally that. Where was Andre yeah. the Giant getting a smaller trophy? So <laughs> yep, <sad enough. laughs> um, and then we had American Top Team. I've got no idea who these people are. Their coach just cuts a massive heel promo. And then Lance Archer for the shutdown on the promo. Or Jim Cornette, he got beat up so badly. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I... So what did you guys think of this? I have some theories about it. This guy I was, was great on the mic. Fair wasn't play, he? 
I went from being against this at the start. I was like, oh, cool. It's MMA talky, man. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> There's a, there was a guy in the background on his phone. I even commented that was me. <laughs> then he started spieling in that very Jim Cornette Healy way. It was great. Uh, and he put over some of the talent and stuff by really well by shitting on them. He had really good yeah. crowd control. And I was cool. like, oh, okay, where's this going? He's walked in, he's shit talking. The fucking lads run out. I was like, yeah! Killing lads. Dude took a fucking finisher. Fair play to him. It went, it went from me being confused to a great promo to a fucking solid bump. What a lad. Uh, technically, from my experience, from how I rate things, it was good enough, entertaining, and the promo was solid enough for me to give it a B. But for how it spanned my expectations round and uh, how I hate to start, I gave it an A. I'm like, fair play to that man. Bring him back for some more stuff. They need to get him in as a manager for someone. Get him in as a Healy manager for, like, old-timey wrestlers. Yes, mate. Yeah, uh, yeah he... Like... More than me being confused for the first, like, 15 seconds of this. Like, what the fuck is this, bollocks? But yeah, it was solid. I just would like to see it actually go somewhere. I hope it isn't just because they were in the area and that's it. You know? if you're oh, That would be a real shame. You know? Because, because, you know, you can't give a women's match on this show. So, But this guy gets five minutes. You know, like, he was good, don't get me wrong. But, you know, if you're not going to use him again, why are you doing this? Well, your women's match was your mixed tag. Um, so the one thing I thought was... The one thing I thought was hilarious was the fact that the woman who was with him, uh, the, the female MMA fighter, was so into the crowd and along with the crowd and cheering all the actual TNA. Yeah. Every time they cut to yeah. her, she was like, so not cheering him. I have a feeling what this was, was local MMA coach is a big wrestling fan. And he's just actually a big wrestling fan because he knew all the names. And they were like, do you want to do a heel promo? And I think he went, oh, I'd fucking love to do a heel promo. I think this was a someone they've got respect for just got the chance to have a play in the he ring. He should have been on Dark. As much as he was good, oh, he should got... have been on Dark. Shit, Nick's blowing the paradigm out of the way. We've never said it should have been on Dark before. Oh, fuck. He is right. And then just do it as a video clip on the internet. Yes, mate. Oh, yeah, no, back down for a B. No, because you don't get no, because you don't get your um, you don't get your big um, pop from getting it out to your mainstream audience on dark. I, I guess, but I know what you mean. But it, this it, isn't Bellator or, or UFC, mate. As much as this guy was good, he ain't from the top top fighting leagues, is he? You um, know, I don't. Know. I, I think his guy is fighting in UFC, isn't he? Wasn't it? Uh, uh, Colin McGregor match from a different. No, I think uh, American Top Team is his is oh, their stable. Okay. Yeah. I, I think a reminder to our listeners, we're a wrestling podcast, not an MMA yeah. podcast. I, I, so we know nothing. <laughs> yeah, what I got from that was that's their coaching um at core. Okay, fair enough then. My mistake. But that's still Yeah, that's their um his gym. That's the word I've been looking for, yeah. or dojo. I think he was the coach for it. That's cool. Yeah, fair. And it was it was basically it was giving Lance Archer um a a face shut down on somebody in a very Lance Archer way, which is the other thing I liked. He yep. took a finisher. He didn't just come out and get punched and thrown at the ring, he legit took a finisher. Fair <laughs> play. The matches. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
following on from that so are we is that, is that, well i'll find out at the end what our overall score is right eddie kingston and penta versus the young sorry eddie and kingston and penta with alex abrahantes versus the young bucks with brandon cutler for the tag team championships in a street fight don callis joins commentary thoughts and scores on the match Right, here we go. Thoughts. Uh, right, I've had a bit of a weird one with this. I'm going to uh, open with the fact my first note is that I can't get over Penta's Ribena mouth. Uh, I appreciate people <laughs> like the Joker, but it's so faded and purpley. It just looks like he's drunk. <laughs> had a good few moments in this. We had a uh, chair slam kick spot near the opening that was great. Uh, a camera missed a uh, table destroyer. <laughs> good work, cameraman. Weird pacing for the first bit, let's open with. Let's say that. And then Penta just ate shit for what felt like ages. But it's okay, as soon as Penta taunts, he gets all his hit points back. We know this. Then we had a Nick versus Eddie match for the next 10 minutes, which was okay. Yeah. Uh, solid Penta comeback when he actually got back into the ring after he was dead for ages. Uh, and I like the uh, Penta step off Kingston into the DDT. I think that looks really cool. I like the 450 splash onto the ref to stop the count. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, alternative, you can break the rules. Brandon took a fucking looking rough table bump. Yeah, we mate. had a second ref takeout, which is rare, and it just got a bit clusterfucky. Then pins came out, and I was like, yeah, why not at this point? It's 200% indie, and they threw some pins in faces and stuff. Uh, I can't say I wasn't entertained, and I can't say I didn't, like, watch it properly. It was ridiculous, but I can't say it really inspired me in pace or technique. It wasn't mind-blowing. It was just sort of a super indie match, which I enjoyed, but I don't think I can realistically say it's better than a C. It was good, but I think a tighter, less stupid match would have been more entertaining. All I can say is I'm glad my missus wasn't here for this match or she would have lost it. <laughs> uh, she does not like the Bucks and she does not like Bullet Club endings and this was the most Bullet Club of Bullet Club endings I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, it was alright, but it was a C from me. I don't think it gelled as well as I was hoping for. And no. yeah. Ah, <laughs> normal service is resumed. <laughs> I really like this match. I really <laughs> enjoyed this. <laughs> it was just fucking stupid and over the top all the way through. I watched the entire thing. I gave it a high B. I had a great time. There was pins being thrown about. People got put through tables. Um, Kaz came in and attacked somebody. Kaz. Yeah. It was just. It was just. And they they couldn't unfortunately they couldn't win and i knew they couldn't win because i hadn't had it fucking spoiled on the internet that there was new tag team champions um yeah that's a way of knowing who wins <laughs> yes it really was that was the conversation me and the raptor had at the time was the fact well i don't think they're gonna win because i haven't had it spoiled but that doesn't mean i just haven't seen the gif for it yeah i i enjoyed this i, I was thoroughly just just absolute stupid hardcore match i thought it was a great street fight 
Um, I'm glad you enjoyed it, and I do mean that sincerely. Yeah, but, I, I, you know, I, yeah. I'm going to say the Great Street Fight was Best Friends versus Proud and the Power. Oh God, yes, no, that was, but that was an S rank Street Fight. Um, yeah, it was, it was wicked. Yeah, and we gave that an S rank. But this was just it, but it, it felt more, it didn't feel like a hardcore match to me. I, I, that might have been partially Don Callis's work of just repeatedly hammering in that it was a street fight. And it, so it felt a bit different to a standard hardcore match, which is all a street fight is. Yeah. You know. It felt a bit like AEW's equivalent of Chucky e. T versus Swoggle to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty much. So now you know how I felt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So, I enjoyed this show. Yeah, it, yeah good it, show. It weird. Overall. Yeah, um, so, yeah, I'm intrigued by the scores because I have a feeling this is going to be one of those shows where we enjoyed it, but it's not going to get a very high score. What is our yeah. overall, Mr. Strange, through the power of science and letter maths? Letter maths as good as any star system. Uh, more accurate than me, Magoo. Uh, we got a couple of Ds, a few Bs, and a bunch of Cs. It was a high C. Like, we had story come into the show. We had a lot of good moments. We had some surprise moments that were kind of soured in a way we had lots of good to very good wrestling but nothing quite tra- like nothing outbalanced the other we sort of transitioned through well that was all right too oh that was really good too mm. yeah we, we had a, a a sine wave is it a sine wave a wobbly sine wave, wave. Yeah, uh, of uh, a transformer <laughs> No, I was thinking of the specific one in maths that comes up on your calculator, if I'm honest with you. But, uh, yeah, no, high C. Like, it was good. I enjoyed myself. I feel that we're coming out of this with more story than we went into it. But a few more things in the show could have been tighter and uh, better planned and not contain Cody. (laughs) Please, no more Cody. This is a no Cody club. I, I look. I look forward to um, um, Malachi Black kicking Cody's head and a fan catching it. <laughs> we don't if hate you, Cody. We really like you. Just stop. Stop Am being AEW's Triple H. I think I can summarize this best with the Red Hot Chili Peppers in the late nineties to early two thousands. Or Foo Fighters, if that's more your leaning. They just knocked out good album after good album after good album. You might not have loved the albums, but you Mm -hmm. had to admit they were good and well-written. But every year, you had, like, ten fucking albums, and, like, you were like, I like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but have a a year off, guys. Go do something else. Paint something, you know. All right, I've still got Under the Bridge. For a while, yeah. It's all right. Have some time off, Cody. Spend it with your child and uh, wife. We like them as well. It's wonderful. Take your brother with you. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be. Do you know what? It's going to be ridiculous because I have this feeling. What's going to happen is that Brandy is going to come back, cut one of her really good Brandy promos that we like. We're all going to be like, "Yeah, Brandy, we've missed you, Cody. Fuck off. Can you go and have a baby, please?" But then we'll see her in the ring and remember we didn't. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not allowed in the ring. Division <laughs> booking will go downhill, and you know. Yeah, Oof. just cut your promos, Brandy. Well, she's got to have her match with Jade Cargill, yeah, hasn't she? Oh, anyway, um, short show this week, uh, mainly due to one of us working late, and uh, we've had no questions in. Anyway, and there's so. some questions. Yeah, so uh, we will sign off. I would like to say thank you to Anchor.fm for hosting the podcast. 
if you want to find us, we are Wrestle Opinionated on YouTube, Spotify, and Anchor.fm. Mr. Muir. Right, I have got no obscure stardom quote or bollocks to say this week. Thank you for listening to the show. If you'd like to send anything in, please send it into WrestleOpinionatedGmail.com, WrestleOP on Facebook, or WrestleOP1 on Twitter. Over to you, Strange. Thank you very much for listening, and as you uh, both love and pity us, please click that like button, that subscribe button, share this to your wrestling friends, make them listen to us talk about wrestling. As you know, we are absolutely the absolute best place you can listen to people talk about wrestling, because it features me, a handsome man who swears a lot. Anyway, please like, share, subscribe, tick the little heart thing on uh, Spotify, click whatever it is on Anchor, and once again, thank you for listening. Back to you, Morg. So all that's left to be said is goodbye and good night. <laughs>